Welcome to After Dark with Rob and Andrew on America Out Loud, available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Pandora. Or as always, you can head on over to AmericaOutloud.com and check out the articles and podcasts updated daily. Thousands of articles and podcasts you guys want to be sure to check out over at AmericaOutloud.com. And as I always ask while you're there, please share those on social media Uh, The contributors over at America Out Loud and Rob and I appreciate that a great deal when you share the podcast and articles on social media. It helps out a great deal. As we all know, and as we've all been learning about the past several days, even more so than before, is that social media has been censoring a lot of uh, conservatives and conservative point of views. So you sharing that on social media helps us out a great deal deal. You know, I've been kind of sitting back watching this Elon Musk purchasing Twitter and uh, just kind of enjoying the uh, commentary from everyone so far. You see these leftists who are freaking out, acting like they're going to be leaving Twitter now that Elon Musk is in charge because that the playing field is not in their favor anymore is what they are feeling. They are horrified of free speech and people being allowed to say what they feel and feel what they mean. So we see this going on at social media on Twitter. Um, The thing with me, though, is about Twitter is that I'm kind of already done with it. They suspended me off the app uh, uh, the same day President Trump actually got kicked off Twitter. Rob and I got kicked off Twitter. And from that point on, I really haven't had a desire to go back. And part of me wonders if uh, Elon Musk was almost sold a bill of goods. Like how much is Twitter even worth at this point with all the uh, people who have left the app? I'm not so sure um, it's going to end up being a good investment for him in the long run. But I am enjoying the backlash that's uh, came with his purchase and the leftist meltdowns. Uh, Rob, what are your thoughts and how have you uh, perceived Elon Musk purchasing Twitter thus far? Well, Andrew, you made all good points about it being an investment for Elon or not. I want to thank all of our uh, listeners for tuning in. And I, too, have been sitting back watching all of this go down. As you said, we were kicked off Twitter for speaking the truth. We weren't attacking anyone. We weren't showing porn. uh, But we were attacked. And in some cases, people sent me pornographic pictures. But it's interesting watching the left just completely have meltdowns over his purchase of Twitter. They thought that it wasn't going to happen. And I don't think either side, the left or conservatives, the right, thought that he was going to be successful in purchasing Twitter once he made the offer and then they introduced the poison pill. And I I don't think that this was covered the way it should have been covered from a business point of view having the the viewers to understand what was happening, because without a doubt, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of illegal things taking place. They still weren't playing fair, because when he made an offer, you had the Department of Justice, the SEC, and all these other government officials or entities coming out saying that they're going to investigate him, and they're going to look into this. The sure fact that they were saying this, it's like it gave me reason to pause and say, wait, they, they, they can't do this simply because they don't want him to purchase Twitter. 
He's an American citizen. Now, Biden's administration, or it was Obama administration at the time, said nothing when China bought an interest in Forbes magazine. China, a foreign company buying interest in an American magazine. And as it stands right now, China, through a company called Well Media, owns 95% of Forbes. And then the Forbes family owns the other 5%. Why is that? I mean, what exactly is going on here with China buying an American media outlet? Now, I'm sure some of you knew nothing about it. Go to DuckDuckGo and look it up. Fast forward back to Elon Musk, an American. And he's actually, as I said, Andrew, he's, he's, he is a true African-American. He's more African-American than I am. I mean, I call myself Black American. But of course, the woke, they want to say African-American. But he is truly an African-American. He was born and raised in Africa. Then he went to Canada. But he's an African-American, although his skin is white. But back to my point. So you, you have all these groups of people that are up in arms that he's going to purchase, or he has now purchased Twitter. And they're saying he's going to get rid of free speech. And he himself said that, no, I want to restore free speech, what it should be, free speech on this public arena, which has become like the town hall of information. And as you said, Andrew, it's not profitable. And does he really need for it to be profitable? He's the richest man. It's worth like 48, 486 billion or something like that. And his whole thing is about free speech. Now, we have to take him at his word. We don't know if he's going to do it or not. hes I know that he's not a lefty and he's not a righty. He seems to be in the middle a libertarian. But he said at a TEDx talk that it's about restoring free speech. Let's play the tape real quick. My strong intuitive sense is that uh, having a public platform that is maximally trusted um, and and, 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 and broadly inclusive um, is extremely important to the future of civilization. But you've, um, you've described I, yourself. I don't care about the economics at all. Okay, there it is. It's like it's not about the, the money. And as I've said before on one of our shows about him being able to free free speech, Andrew, how, why is it that conservatives didn't put together a consortium and buy Twitter? Why is it that the government didn't look and see what Twitter was doing and say, no, you guys are clearly censoring conservatives? I mean, they called Jack Dorsey up on the hill and he spoke and he lied, but nothing was done. So it took a private citizen to look at this and say, wait, this isn't fair. You're not playing fair. We need free speech. And he's even said, I hope that a lot of my distractors that don't like me stay on the platform. Yeah. What was really interesting, too, is we've seen all this unfold was even someone like Jack Dorsey came out in support, it sounded like to me, of right. Elon Musk purchasing the company. And then I read today that Jack Dorsey made over $950 million from Elon Musk purchasing Twitter. So you kind of see why um, he wanted Elon Musk to um, the sell to go through to Elon Musk. But yeah, it's just been interesting to see how this whole thing has transpired over the last couple of weeks. It happened so fast. It happened so fast, but but also going just going back to Jack Dorsey, 
I don't think you should get anything, but of course he has to because he's one of the largest shareholders. And again, he, he probably wanted this to go through because he saw that his pocket was going to be lined with cash. But they also said that he and Jack Dorsey had spoken before and that they knew each other. I don't know if on a personal level or what, but you know they had spoken. Jack left the company because he claimed that the board had become too political. I think he left because he saw what was coming and that the politicians were going to go after them. Now, I still think they should go after him because he clearly lied to Congress when he went before Congress and testified before Congress and the Senate. And he said that they do not, they, they, they don't uh, shadow ban conservatives. That's a lie. So I hope that once Musk gets his hand on the algorithm, he can prove this. You know, maybe he won't because he doesn't want to get his friend Jack Dorsey in trouble. But that other knucklehead, Parag? Parag Agrawal, who made over $30 million uh, from the cell himself. Over $30 million. So this guy clearly doesn't need a job anymore. Um, hopefully he's fired soon. They should give him a ticket, a one-way ticket back to, back to India. Because this knucklehead said that free speech, we free speech is not free speech. Everyone is not entitled to free speech. And Andrew, do you, the the left, the way the left is looking at this, and that they're agreeing that everyone should not be entitled to free speech. And when they're saying everyone, meaning that they, the left, should have free speech, but not the right, that we have to silence their free speech. All good things must come to an end. And such as a case was a love affair that the left had with the electric man, Elon Musk. He was the guy with the electric cars. Andrew, they want electric cars. Why is it now that they're turning their backs on him? Uh-huh. Why, do they hate, why do they hate him now? He's Mr. Electric Car Man. I mean, they want us to get rid of gas cars, but they are having a complete conniption. Let's just play a little tape for you guys to listen to it calls himself a, a free speech absolutist. Well, first of all, that's BS. Based on his public statements, it's clear he has a very little understanding of the complexities that go into content moderation and, and hate speech policies and the like. If you own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you, you don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates. When Elon Musk says, wow, this is about free speech, it seems to me that it's about free speech of straight white men. You got Joy Reid. She's going bonkers. She's saying that he's a racist. She and her little uh, commentator guy that's on with her. You have Sonny Hostin that's saying that Twitter is nothing but for white men, straight white men. Okay, but Sonny, you were on it before. You weren't saying that. So now all at once, because Elon Musk, an African-American, has purchased Twitter, you're now saying that it's only for straight men, straight white men, and you're going to get off. Yeah, right. I would love to see her get off. And then you have the folks at Twitter saying that they're going to leave the country and go to Canada. Go, please go. You guys made this promise before when Trump became president that you were going to leave and you're going to go to Europe. Alec Baldwin said it. Cher said it. I think Joy Reid said it, Joy Behar said it, but yet and still, Andrew, they're still here. And you know why they're still here? Because they will say, well, we've got to stay here and we've got to fight for democracy. Fight for democracy. The tape that I just played, you guys were fighting against democracy. You guys were saying that you did not want people to have free speech. Brian Stetler, the pumpkin head from fake news CNN, 
who's trying to explain away why CNN Plus went down. Well, it went down because no one wanted your content. Chris Wallace wasn't the big draw that you guys thought he was going to be. He's an old fart. People figured him out. No one wanted to see him or see Anderson Cooper talk about family values or Don Lemon to talk about the big gay lifestyle. No one is into that stuff. It's only a small segment of the population that they're trying to play this to. But everyone else has turned them out. So now you have a man, a billionaire, a private citizen who's looked at our constitution and said, what's happening with Twitter right now is not what's supposed to be happening. Everyone should be able to take part in free speech. We should all be able to get in this playground and play together. But the left, Andrew, they want a segregated playground. They don't want everyone playing together. So now they're having a conniption. And what they're really afraid of, Andrew, is that President Trump could possibly come back. And he was masterful with his tweets. They would go nuts, they being the left, and they don't want that. Let's play the tape of them going nuts with Trump and his tweets. Here we go. Tweets making news tonight. Amid Donald Trump's tweet storm last night, responding to the president's Oval Office address. Here we we're following breaking news on a major political story. Donald Trump breaking his silence with a series of tweets. Donald Trump just tweeted. Donald Trump just tweeting this morning. Trump today tweeted this way. Donald Trump tweeted this yesterday. Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump tweeted, good luck to law enforcement. Here's a Trump tweet from earlier this month. And immediately after the speech, Donald Trump tweeted, is that all there is? You see, it was nonstop. Every moment, oh, Trump tweeted about this. Oh, Trump tweeted about that. No one told them to talk about it. All they had to do was just walk away. But they couldn't get enough of it. And remember Barack Obama, he would go on back when he was in office and he would tweet and they loved it. But when Trump did it, they made fun of it and said, oh, well, he can't do this. He's supposed to be president. They didn't want him to do it because he was a master at it. He was able to utilize it to get his message across and he was able to bypass them, Andrew. He didn't need them. He didn't need the media. Now, every so often he would give them interviews, which I like hated, especially that Maggie Haberman, it's like, Trump, they're not going to quote you right. Don't give them an interview. Go directly to Twitter. They hated it. And remember, remember, so many times they kept saying, Twitter should kick him off. Twitter should ban him. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. They were saying this out in the open. And then once they did it, you had the right saying, well, let's call these guys up to, to the Hill and get, and, and get an answer as to whether or not they're censoring conservatives. And they lied and said that they weren't. But now we see that they were. Why? Because they hated Trump. And Trump, being Trump, what did he say? Run the tape. And then I tweeted, you know, I have many millions between Facebook and Twitter. It's great. It's like owning a newspaper without the losses. It's incredible. I love this Twittering and tweeting. I love it because... You know, I'm bigger than the New York Times. I got millions of people. I like, it's like I own the New York Times. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's called the new age. You know, I always wanted to own a newspaper. Now I own a newspaper and it didn't cost me anything. It's unbelievable. <laughs> he loved it. As he said, look, I've always wanted to own a newspaper. And now I can put out my messages on Twitter and not even have to pay for it. They hated that, Andrew. They hated it with a passion because he was so masterful and getting his message across 
and bypassing them. They did not like it at all because they wanted everything to come through them so that they can manipulate it, they could massage it, and they could control the message. When they were no longer able to do it, which is the case now, they're living in fear that he could possibly come back. So I'm sure they will watch it with the hawk's eye to see if he's going to tweet something. And he should just tease them and say, hi. They would go batshit crazy. Oh, he tweeted hi. And Joe Biden could do the same thing if he wasn't suffering from dementia or some other form of senility. He could do the same thing, but he can't. So they're mad at Elon Musk now that he has bought taking control of Twitter and is saying, it's not about the money. I want to restore free speech. And we should all be concerned about that, that a private citizen recognize the fact that the left hijacked free speech and they were okay with it. They played in their little playground and they kept everyone else out. They bullied everyone. Anyone they didn't like, they would attack them and get them kicked off Twitter. And Twitter being the political jerks that they were operating for the Democrats dutifully complied and kicked people off. Go figure. And now that it's about to change, now they want to, oh, well, I can't believe this. And, you know, he's going to keep free speech from being free and he's going to keep certain people off. And like the knucklehead on PMS NBC said, can you imagine a private citizen being able to silence one party and you would never know about it because the company is private. Well, my God, that's what you guys did in 2020. And you thought nothing of it. In fact, you celebrated the fact that you were able to squash the Hunter Biden story and say it was Russia disinformation. And now we know that it wasn't Russia disinformation. You, signed, you kicked Trump off because you didn't want him to have connection with his many 80 million followers. And I think Obama had like, 16, 16 million. <laughs> but this is the way they play the game, a rigged game. And now the gig is up. And I hope that they expose them for whom they are. And we must go after them, Andrew. No ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And the followers that Obama does have, I'm pretty sure most of them are fake. I think they... Uh put a lot of fake likes and retweets on a lot of these uh, leftist politicians um, tweets to make them look more popular than what they really are. Because um, you look at the comments and it's mostly all Republicans that reply to them. Tune in Monday to Friday at nine Eastern, eight central or six on the West coast to after dark with Robin Andrew on the America out loud radio network. We'll be back with more after dark. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on the precautions, but deep down, you still want to avoid getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a povidone iodine antiviral nasal spray. Made in the USA, Cofix RX reduces viral loads and minimizes the risk of you getting sick. Find a retailer near you or click our banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Along with a healthy immune system, clean air is vital for optimal health. 
According to the EPA, we spend 90% of our time indoors, where germs are most concentrated. It's essential to clean indoor air. Genesis is the only technology that quickly, safely, and effectively kills pathogens both in the air and on surfaces in seconds, reducing the viral load in any environment. The powerful, well-built Genesis Fogger produces a dry, ultra-fine mist using HOCL, which occurs naturally in our own immune systems. We'll be living with airborne diseases in the future. New viruses and antibiotic-resistant superbugs are no problem for Genesis. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Visit genesisfogger.com. America Out Loud listeners receive a 15% discount with promo code OUTLOUD at genesisfogger.com slash outloud. So, Andrew, as I was saying, you know, the first segment is that it's astonishing to see how the left are freaking out over a private citizen buying Twitter. And we spoke about this on one of our other shows. We did an entire show on it. Uh, Elon Musk freeing speak, I mean, freeing democracy and free speech and allowing people to go out and say what they need to say. And some free speech can be harmful uh, in a sense that it might hurt your feelings, but you're entitled to free speech. Whenever in doubt, err on the side of caution and just say it's free speech. If you don't like it, you walk away. Now, I'm not saying that free speech is calling people racist names and all that, which is what the left has done. Joy Reid right now is being sued by, I think is a football player, Brewer, for saying that he was abusing children. And I hope he's successful. But, you know, we have liberal judges who will probably think differently. But they have made a a career out of denigrating the right. Look at what Joy Reid said about uh, many of Clarence Thomas. I mean, she has been extremely nasty. Tim Scott, she's attacked him. Colin Powell, although she kind of liked him, but, you know, still he's a Republican. But you have many on the left that will denigrate, attack viciously conservatives. And when it comes to black conservatives, it's like no hose barred. They will attack them. Herschel Walker, they've attacked him. And the list goes on and on and on. But they're okay with that. But the moment the right does it, oh, they're they're racist and they're doing this and they're doing that and they're 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 trying to keep us from progressing. And there was one commentator on PMSNBC, and this is how dirty these guys are. As I said, Elon Musk is an African American, and because he felt that he wasn't getting his point across that Elon Musk is going to shut down free speech, he had to throw in black women. And look at what he's going to do to black women. Some of them are probably doing their business on Twitter. Really? Which black women? He threw that in because he was trying to wag the dog's tail and put fear in the hearts of black women, which is what the left is good at. They will find a disenfranchised group and then throw up all these signals. Look, you better be careful because they're coming after you. Remember what Joe Biden used to say? They're going to put y'all back in chains. If you don't vote for me, you ain't black. This is really, I mean, at its core, that is racism. And then the way that they decided to create the little playground of a segregated playground 
with it's only us. We can we're the only people that can get the truth out there, and you guys can't do it. So stay out of it. What do you call that? That's segregation, a new form of segregation. Joy, uh, Sonny Hostin, Twitter is nothing but for straight white men. Yeah, but Sonny, you've been on Twitter all this time and you never complained. Jen Psaki, she's saying, well, the Biden administration, we are looking at this and we're gonna keep an eye on it. None of these people said anything about free speech being stifled, about equity or diversity, when they were the only ones on Twitter pontificating their misinformation. And as I've always said, okay, you wanna do your misinformation, that's fine, but allow someone else to say something. But they didn't like that, Andrew. They would attack the right, send out box to bots to attack the right nonstop to get them kicked off the platform. And then once they were off, they were happy. The other day, this woman from the Washington Post doxed a writer liberal TikToks. I mean, and the only thing the woman was doing was just replaying the videos that liberals had already put up. But she didn't like it. She, she wanted to dox her. And they're okay with that. Spike Lee has doxed people. They doxed, look at the number of people that they doxed on Twitter in Trump's campaign and his administration. No one said anything about it. It's quiet as it was kept. It's like, oh, that's okay making it seem as if though this is acceptable. And now that Elon Musk has come along and said, okay, we're gonna make the, playing, the playground a lot fairer. We're going to, using their words, we're going to diversify, have more equity, regardless of your political persuasion, regardless of your sexuality, regardless of your political ideology, we're gonna make it fair. And the left is up at arms because they don't want it. They talk about it, Andrew. They do a good game at talking about fair and equity and diversity. But when you get ready to enact it and it's in the essence of what it means, they can't handle it. And the reason being is that they really don't want it. They want you to think they want everything fair and equitable. But they only want it when it applies to them. You look at the new Supreme Court Justice, Katandri Brown Jackson, and she doesn't know she's a man or a woman, but hey, that's neither here or there, saying that, oh, well, she's the first black woman and we like this. So they're all tweeting about it and they're giving themselves high fives and it's about time. What, what do you mean by it? it's about time? There could have been other black women nominated to the courts, but you guys did not want that. You didn't want to support that because you were only looking at the black women who happened to agree with your political ideology. There were other black women that could have done it, but they didn't want that. They wanted someone who didn't know if she was a male or female, who was going to play to their little crazy games. That's what they wanted. Because if that weren't the case, they would have had Janice Rogers Brown on the court who's a conservative black woman. They would have had Judge Michelle Childs, who happens to be, Andrew, a Democrat. But you know what? She didn't share their ideology. So they, they didn't want her. And as I've said so many times, you have Clarence Thomas, who's a black man. They will not recognize him as being on the court, especially not Joy Reid, because in their eyes, well, he shouldn't be there. 
So they would tweet about it. They would be negative about it. But when it came to Katanji, oh, this is great. And we love this. And you see all the tweets going backwards and forward with them celebrating. But they didn't want the right in this little pay playground. They wanted to keep them out. It's just, it's astonishing. And to see them now, how they're reacting and saying that it's not fair and that he's, he's a racist and he's gonna shut down free speech. When Andrew, that's what they have done for the past 24 months and longer than that, when, for the, uh, I would say six years, because it started when Trump got into office. It's just, <laughs> I can't, when I, when I see this, I'm thinking, are Americans really looking at this? Are we really looking at what's happening or what has happened? And it goes, look at Jeff Bezos, when he purchased the Washington Post at the request of the guy who owns Berkshire Hathaway. No one thought anything of it. Everyone thought, oh, it's fine, Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett convinced him to buy the Washington Post. And he only did it because he wanted to stop Trump. Everyone thought it was groovy. Oh, this is hooray, hooray, this is great. There were no synergies with him. He was all about retail. So why would he buy a newspaper? And, and he's gonna stay away from the editorial board. And from day one, he has been, he was attacking Trump, putting out misinformation. I mean, they were at the forefront of Russia collusion, Andrew. But no one said anything about him buying the Washington Post. And take a step back, look at when Fox, the parent company, Sky Media purchased the Wall Street Journal. People freaked out. Oh my God, he's a conservative. He's gonna change the editorial board. Oh, and how could he? Whenever the left is doing something, it's okay, it's celebrated. And now you have Jeff Bezos coming out saying, wait, did, uh, is it a possibility that China just gained entry into the world of media for the US? Well, no, China did that back in 2013 huh. when they purchased Forbes magazine. So Jeff yeah. Bezos now is going to come out and say something. He's one to talk to with how much money Amazon probably makes China. I mean, it's got to be an insane amount, not to mention how much money um, he makes off of China because... I'd say, what, 60, 70% of the stuff sold on Amazon is made in China. Made in China. And I don't even want to talk about how much he's made with the shutdown. I mean, he benefited from the whole COVID shutdown. We're going to talk about that in our next segment. He benefited. And he's probably, he probably has lobbyists on the Hill lobbying senators and representatives to do more shutdowns so that he can continue to make money. You know what should happen? Elon Musk should probably buy Amazon. <laughs> Just buy it out. Like, I'm going to buy it and shut you down. Oh, and that's the other thing. You have Liz Warren coming out saying, look at the billionaire. I can't believe he's billionaires are taking control and they're, and they're going to control free speech. But you never said anything about it when Jack Dorsey shut down free speech on Twitter. You never said anything about it when Mark Zuckerberg shut down free speech on Facebook or an Instagram. 
These guys were all quiet and they thought it was lovely. They enjoyed it. They enjoyed seeing conservatives kicked off the platform. Look at Google. Google kicking people off of YouTube. They said nothing about it. But now that it's affecting them, now they want to talk out about it. Oh, I can't believe this billionaire is doing this. Yeah, but a billionaire was running Twitter before and you said nothing. You sat back and you watched it happen. So why should we believe you now that you're so concerned about democracy and our free speech? Why weren't you talking out and saying, Twitter, you can't shut down conservatives simply because you don't like what they were saying? They were okay with it. They were celebrating the fact that they shut them down. They were celebrating the fact that they will never get to the truth. The same way they were celebrating the fact that they cheated and they stole the election from Donald Trump, and now we can't talk about it. And they talked about Trump colluding with Russia for four years. Hillary Clinton saying, well, he knows he's not a legitimate president. Trump knows it over and over again, and they put it on social media. But the moment we question Biden's stealing the election, we don't want to hear that. Shut them down. They had the bots going after us. But I will say again, Andrew, one man did what our congressman should have been looking at. Now, I'm not saying they should have gone in and broken up Twitter, but they could have very easily removed Section 230 when they had the opportunity. Why didn't they? Why didn't they even entertain the idea? You know, Andrew, you said something during one of our shows when we're talking about Kevin McCarthy, and you said that you felt there's a possibility that Republicans were okay with Twitter shutting down Trump and other conservatives because they didn't want Trump to have all that power. And if I'm not mistaken, I read the other day that Kevin McCarthy even said that he was glad that Twitter was shutting down conservatives. Now, some of you would say, but why? Well, because Republicans, certain certain Republicans, rhinos, enjoy being the victim because they're able to raise money off of it. And if they don't have a voice, they can continue to say, you see, we don't have a voice. You got to give us more money. And our guest, Jeff Dornick, said the exact same thing, that they enjoy, they being the Republicans, rhinos, enjoy being the victim. And as we said in our show earlier this week, Kevin McCarthy, I question, no, I don't question, he should not be Speaker of the House. Because he's probably, he was probably elated that Republicans were, some Republicans were kicked off Twitter. Uh-uh, you have to be a fighter. You have to be a fighter. And seeing that our voices were silenced and you didn't push to free those voices, Look at those individuals that are in jail because of Jan 6. And you look at the rioters that are out making money, like we said the other night, four million in Denver. Why is it that they're going to get money for tearing down and burning up the city? And they were all using Twitter, Andrew, to orchestrate all of their evil plans, their mischief. And Vice President Kamala Harris was fundraising for them as they were burning down cities fundraising for them. And she even said, hey, donate to this cause to get some of these people out of jail. I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of the others, like Liz Warren, 
who at one point said that she was Indian. Yeah, right. Said she was Indian. No, I did my DNA. And you know what? I think it's 5% Native American. I'm more Indian than she is. But she was Indian. Uh, yeah, because, my, because her peepaw says she had high cheekbones. Liz, stop lying. So she's re-entering the public square and she's talking about billionaires taking over and they should pay their fair share of taxes. Well, are you paying your fair share of taxes? And you weren't saying anything about that when Twitter shut down conservative voices. Andrew, these people, they make me sick. They're fake. They're not real. They care nothing about free speech. Only the free speech that they have. Everyone else be damned and they don't care if you have a voice or not. Yeah, well said. You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew, available on America Out Loud via iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or download the America Out Loud app for free to keep track of all the great shows. You can also go to AmericaOutloud.com and click in the top left-hand corner corner to be able to stream all the shows live as well we'll be back with more after dark with robin andrew people often ask me malcolm how do we fight the corruption robert frost has said it best freedom lies in being bold hell for six incredible years bold is america out loud Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep can be infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's digital age makes it even harder. You're not alone with this struggle. Poor sleep affects over 70% of Americans. Even the Centers for Disease Control label insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. To take back your sleep, Healthy Cell has created REM Sleep, the only sleep supplement made to support all four stages of human sleep with calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Delivered in a patent-pending, pill-free, ultra-absorption microgel formula that tastes great. Fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cell's REM Sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. So, Andrew, I guess the last segment of the show, we'll continue talking about the liberal meltdown that Elon Musk has taken over Twitter. And what are they going to do? They're threatening to leave the country. They're not going anywhere. I mean, if they were to leave, it would be a blessing in disguise, but they're not going anywhere. But in addition to him taking over, you know, and opening opening this thing up, one of the things that the left was able to do was to push their narrative about the mask and the vaccine. Now, we just learned that Kamala Harris has gotten COVID. I think she's asymptomatic. Now, this is a woman, the vice resident, who had not one, not two, not three, but four shots. Four now. She got the first vaccine, which lasted all of, I think, 60 days. The second one lasted all of, I think, 27 days. 
and then the booster. And she just got the fourth booster April 1, <laughs> April Fool's Day. Man, did she plan that? She should have known this is not going to work. It's a joke. But she has COVID-19. And they're telling us that she has not been with the president or seen the president for, I think, the past two weeks. I kind of doubt that. Because when was Obama at the White House and she was around the president? I mean, anything they say is a lie. But she has the uh, COVID-19 and she's now in seclusion. What I find interesting, Andrew, is how the left, they were able to push this narrative of wearing the mask, getting the vaccine on social media, and without a doubt, Twitter. And if you said anything to the contrary, you would get kicked off. You see, there you go again. There was censorship, segregation, because they didn't want anyone that didn't agree with them. We didn't want their voices to be heard. Now, fast forward to the federal judge who struck down this 15 days that Biden was asking for to wear the mask when you're taking public transportation. So a judge in Florida struck it down and she said, no, this this makes absolutely no sense. The CDC does not have the power to do it and I'm gonna strike it down. So she did. The Biden administration wasn't prepared for it. So they were kicking the the can down the road and they were saying, oh, what do we do? What do we say? How do we get by this? So now they're deciding to the Department of Justice is that we're gonna appeal. Now think about it. They had said 15 days, 15 more days to wear the mask. Now, this was almost a week, a week and a half ago. So the 15 days would be over with pretty soon. So why would they want to appeal it? That's going to be 15 more days. You see where I'm going with this? It was never going to be 15 more days. It was going to be 15, then another 15, turns into a month, then another month, and then another month. And then we would have been wearing it indefinitely. Now, while we're wearing the mask at the southern border, You have illegal aliens storming the the southern border. Well, not really storming, but invading the southern border, unmasked, unvaccinated, and they want to get rid of Title 42. Title 42, which Trump enacted when the pandemic hit to keep the the illegals from coming into the country. Fast forward until today, the Biden administration saying, oh, we want to knock down Title 42 because it's safe. Wait, you're saying that it's safe for them to come here without wearing a mask? illegals. It's safe for them to come and invade our country without their mask on. But for American citizens, we need to keep the mask on when we're traveling. This doesn't make any sense. So the other day, Susan Collins had Merrick Garland up on the hill, and she was asking him this question. And I think it was a fair question. Why is it that for illegals, they don't have to wear a mask, they don't have to be vaccinated, and they can come here. But for Americans, they can't use public transportation without wearing the mask. Let's run the tape. Do you please explain to the subcommittee how the department can justify arguing in court that the pandemic has subsided enough to warrant the termination of Title 42, which will worsen the problem of tens of thousands of unvaccinated migrants illegally entering the country while at the same time arguing in a separate case that the public health consequences are dire enough to warrant compelled mask usage by Americans on public transportation. With respect to the mask mandate on the planes, Uh, I think this is quite transparent. The CDC uh, announced uh, 
uh, that this was a program that was uh, continued to be necessary uh, in the um, confines of uh, airplanes and public transportation. The only question for us is that uh, a lawful, um, and uh, they asked us to appeal. Uh, the Solicitor General concluded it was lawful, um, and so we have appealed. Uh, with respect to Title 42, it's the same analysis from our side, from the Justice Department's side. The only question here is um, the CDC's program if the, um, and the CDC's announcement and its assessment. And we defend that program as long as it's lawful. We don't make the public health uh, determinations that you're speaking of. What kind of sense does that make? I, I mean, and he, he couldn't really explain it. And then on top of that, Andrew, you had Joe Biden trying to explain it, and he got the two completely confused, and the media said nothing about it. So it's up to us to tell you guys he's insane. He's suffering from dementia. Run the tape. First of all, there's going to be an appeal by the Justice Department. We want to be able to be in a position where if, in fact, it is strongly concluded by the scientists that we need Title 42, that we'd be able to do that. But there has been no decision on extending Title 42. I didn't make it up. Andrew didn't make it up. You, you heard it for yourself. Susan Collins questioning Merrick Garland as to why rules for thee, not for me. You're saying that the rules apply to the Americans, but for illegals, oh, forget about it. They can do whatever they want to do. They can spread the virus. And remember, Dr. Fracci, oh, be careful. Don't go to big groups because you can get the virus. And then when they present this to the resident in chief, he gets it all confused. What is happening here? Does this make any sense? It doesn't make any sense. And it appears that they're just trying to make any excuse that they can come up with for illegal aliens to come into our country. And um, really, it's quite ridiculous. And actually, Susan Collins was making a lot of sense in her question, because um, what Merrick Garland's trying to explain does not make any sense. It's nonsensical. Nonsensical, but yet and still, he sat there sort of with a straight face trying to explain it away. And Susan Collins later on said, well, I know that it's not you and your, your Department of Justice is just trying to you know, do what you think is best. But if the judge in Florida is going to say, I'm going to strike this down because it makes no sense, we don't need masks. The airlines have been saying we don't need the mask. We have the best ventilation. Why wear the mask? And if you get on the plane, if you got something to drink or eat, you don't have to wear the mask. I mean, just think about this, people. As you said, Andrew, this is nonsensical. Just think about it logically. If I go on an airplane and if I'm constantly eating, I'm perfectly fine on the airplane. But if I'm not, put the mask on and on public transportation. Meanwhile, at the border, you have illegals that are flocking here. They have not taken the vaccine. We don't know what kind of diseases that they have. And Biden is flying them all across America so that they could spread the diseases and spread their crimes because the majority of the people that we have seen coming have been single men. I guess the single men are going to come here and impregnate the women. I mean, look, the other day, we had an illegal from Mexico came here. He's supposed to be a handyman in New York City, and he killed a woman he was having an affair with. Go figure. And then you look around you, you got a crime bursting at the seams all over, and the media doesn't want to talk about it. Bishop Evans, 
23-year-old National Guardsman drowned trying to save the life of illegals. The media barely wanted to talk about it. And he happened to be Black. Why didn't they want to talk about it? Well, they didn't want to talk about it because they were afraid that people might say, wait a minute, what's going on here? This guy, an American patriot, lost his life trying to help these illegals? Not one tweet. Not one tweet. But by God, the tweets that went out when they said that the uh, border control people were whipping people with whips, they were whipping the black people. Oh, my God, the black people. It's always the black people because they know that black people will look at this and feel, oh, they're doing us wrong. Nobody's doing you wrong. The only people that are doing you wrong are your own people in your own community. You look at Chicago. Look at the death rate in Chicago. Black on black crime. The homicide. Look at Detroit. Look at New York City all over. Look at California. Who's committing the crimes? You don't see that on Twitter. The only thing you see on Twitter is white supremacists, white supremacists, white supremacists. What about the black supremacists? Frank James, Daryl Brooks, the carnage that they caused. You don't. You see barely a note about that on Twitter. But if it had been a white man, oh, they would still be tweeting about it. Joy Reid tweeting about it. Tiffany Cross tweeting about it. Al Sharpton tweeting about it. Everybody tweeting about the white supremacists. But when it's a black, well, you don't see it. Out of sight, out of mind. So it is the same way with COVID. If you say anything against it, if I were on Twitter tonight, and if I tweeted, Merrick Garland doesn't know what he's talking about. He's being biased. He wants us to wear the mask, but not illegals. Well, they would have kicked me off Twitter. Terms and conditions. You violated our policy. That's the old Twitter. Hopefully the new Twitter, Andrew, won't be that way and that it will be free speech. Now, I, I know that we've been saying a lot about Elon Musk, and I don't know about you, Andrew, but I always want to verify what a person is doing. Like they say, trust, but verify. So my finger is still on the pulse on this, because with his electric cars, Tesla, he does a lot of business with China because he needs the cobalt to power the Tesla. But I will say this, not once has he said, we need to get rid of the gas cars. He's saying, no, we can have them both because we'll still need gas cars. So my finger is still on the pulse on him. I mean, what he's done is an admirable thing to free, spree, free speech, but he's doing business with China. And the only reason why is because the United States took their eyes off the prize under Biden, and they allow China to go in and buy a lot of these mining fields in Africa and Argentina. Why didn't we do it? Why didn't we work a deal with them? But China's done doing it. Now, when you look at China's footprint and what they're doing, they're taking over a lot of stuff here in America. Now, you try to do that in, in China, it won't happen. I don't even think Twitter is in China because it's censored. And if it is in China, they're looking at the algorithm. Just like with Google, they had to alter their algorithm for China. But here, Twitter in China, oh, they go, oh, we'll, we'll do whatever you want us to do. We just want to be in there. But when it comes to American, censor the heck out of them. Kick them off. We don't want them to say anything. You say anything about Ping? Oh, we got to kick you off. You've offended us. I mean, the double standard, Andrew, is uncanny. Everything that we've spoken about tonight, the double standard of the left is uncanny. And it's like people don't see it. What if the right had done that, had taken away your free speech? We don't do that. I mean, you look at George Bush, as I said, he would allow people, both George Bushes, they would allow people to attack them and call them a racist, and they would say absolutely nothing. And that's what the left like. But that new brand of Republicans, conservatives, it's like, uh-uh, we're not going down like that. We pushed back on Twitter, and rightfully so. 
and they did not like it, Andrew. Not at all. They didn't like it. So now it's a wait and see look. Wait and see as to what will happen with the new Twitter. Hopefully they will restore free speech and allow people to come on, voice their opinions without being censored, but we don't know. But we do know that the left, it's freaking out. And I gotta say, Andrew, I don't know about you, but I'm enjoying watching them freak out. <laughs> I think it's hilarious because they're saying the exact same thing that they're trying to make him guilty of, they themselves are guilty of. The same way they were trying to say that Trump colluded with Russians, they were the ones who were colluding. They were the ones who were coming out with misinformation. They were the ones who were trying to hide the truth. 20, November 2022 can't get here quick enough. And if we are successful, and I hope we are, with taking both houses, I don't want any long drawn out investigations. I want them short and simple and just start indicting and sending people to jail. I don't want to hear, we got to forgive. Nope, we can forgive them once they're doing their time. I don't want this John Durham style, drag it out. Uh-uh, that's too long. I, we need justice. Justice denied, justice delayed, justice denied. And Andrew, we need justice now. Yes, we do. And hopefully we're going to get it. And as we say almost every night, it's why the elections this year are so important. We need to get the Republicans back in the House and Senate. And uh, we need to swing the pendulum because the way things have been under this Biden administration have been an absolute disaster. And I don't know how much longer uh, the American people are going to be able to take it. Thank you all for joining us tonight on After Dark with Robin Andrew. Check us out on all the other shows over at AmericaOutloud.com, who just celebrated its sixth anniversary. You can also find America Out Loud on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Pandora. Wherever you download your podcast, please like and subscribe. We'll see you next time. And remember, stand for something or you will fall for nothing.